Welcome to Yes, the Stripper podcast, a podcast for all sex workers. On this podcast, we'll discuss how classifying each other as people and workers is dangerous to society and marginalized groups of people. We'll also talk about the climate in and outside of the clubs and all the amazing things us sex workers do. I'm so inspired and in awe with each and every one of you, and I'm always excited for what's going to be shared next. I'm your stripper queen from the North, Onyx, and this is Yes, a Stripper podcast. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to Yes, the Stripper podcast. I am your stripper queen from the North, Onyx. I'm so excited for this one today, but before we get to it, let me just remind you that this is now a listener-funded podcast, and we are accepting donations. So head on over to our new website, www.yesastripperpodcast.com, and kindly give us your money. These donations will go a long way helping our fellow sex workers who have been out of work during the pandemic our our future guests and the hosts because we all need to survive so let's get to it I have stalked this person on Instagram for a while but that's how we met and I feel like yeah. over the years we've become pen pals and always hyping each other up now yeah <laughs> yes yeah. yes for sure you're like um, you're my soulmate in a different country that's what I'm talking about um there aren't many Black strippers in Alberta, Canada, where I'm from. So it was really nice to meet another Black beauty strong queen that I could relate to and can relate to. Um, (laughs) She's a beautiful human inside and out, has performed on concert stages, various competitions she's won, and an all-around powerful beast of an athlete. You need to teach me your handstand ways. Girl, no, actually, no. Your way. <laughs> Honey, you're so, a you're a whole beast. There's a beast <laughs> in you. There's a beast in you. Like yeah. you, you dope. You uh, hear that accent, people, you know she's from the US, even though I'm from Canada. <laughs> Welcome, my sister from the US, Shayla. Hi. Hi everyone. Yes, yes. I'm from America. Um, my name is Shayla. I've been in this industry for a while. So yeah. I got some tips and tricks. I got oh, tips yeah. and Love tricks. You. Great to hear them all. Um, tell us your pronouns. Um, just she, her. I'm a cisgender female. Nice. Born nice. in Akron. Me, LeBron James. Just two kids from the 330. <laughs> you know. Mm, mm. Uh, you know. Awesome. Just breathe greatness. Two so goals. Where did, where did you say you're from in the U.S.? Um, I'm born and raised in Akron, Ohio. I currently live in Nashville, Tennessee, which there are two different switches. So... <laughs> It was a, it was like a, a culture shock a little bit, like leaving what I'm comfortable with Mm -hmm. to just up and coming where I have like a handful of relatives. So Mm. that was a shock, but I love Nashville. I'm a little Southern belle now. (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. Loving the look too. God, you need to teach me those edging ways. Like, how oh, you get them to stick so perfectly, obviously. Girl! But you're looking good. It's the, it's the product. But I need to learn. Not good it's at product. it. It's the You got to tie the edges down, <laughs> let them set while you do your face. And then you get that good, like, they just stay. 
I don't know. I'd be watching YouTube, YouTube yeah, University. I've been that you've been posting a whole bunch of um, makeup tutorials and all the products to use. Because look at your face right now; it's gorgeous. Oh, thank <laughs> you. How long have you been doing makeup for and all that stuff? Um. Okay. So, fun fact about me: I'm a two-time beauty school dropout. <laughs> No shame in my game. I'm being honest. We're here right now. But I like always loved the beauty industry growing up. Um, My mom went to cosmetology school. So I always played with her hands. And then like back in 2012, I found like Jacqueline Hill. And then I just fell in love with makeup. So yeah, now I spend a shit ton of money on makeup. Like, <laughs> if you ever want to know where my budget goes, baby, it's to makeup. Ulta, Sephora, <laughs> MAC. Yeah, one of those $300. Sponsor your girl. A few items. <laughs> girl, a few items. Girl, hey, but you I look good. Hours in freaking makeup stores. Like, that's my <laughs> thing. I love makeup. So, Ugh. but at the same time, I've been in this industry for a while. So, yeah. it goes into the overall aesthetics. Like, exactly. when I started, dancing was more infamous than like trendy. Mm-hmm. So, you ain't tell a lot of people you as a dancer, but there was just a look. Like, yeah. you had to have this whole like package look of like a dancer so yeah they kind of go hand in hand I still kind of take that like old school stripper mentality with yeah. me as I you know switch up my hustle to keep up with the younglings now <laughs> I love how you mentioned um <laughs> that like you don't really tell people what you do and that was like because you're like a vet dancer as well because back mm-hmm. in the day there wasn't social media where we needed to promote ourselves so now we do so it's all over yeah yeah it was like it's still uh, a huge switch for me mm-hmm. because like I said when I started dancing if you tell people you were a dancer you lost friends you lost family like it's still some people that don't talk to me till this day mm-hmm. that yeah. found out I was a dancer like back in the day and like mm-hmm. I'm like oh well shoot Yes, let me wipe my tears with my money, bitch. (laughs) Before, now it's just like, I don't care. Like, you either love me or hate me. I don't care. This is what I do. You don't pay no bills around here. You're not financing me. Are you a financier? (laughs) Your opinion doesn't matter. Like, that's just how I am now. But before it was kind of like, hush, hush. Like, no, you don't tell people where you're going, what you're doing. Now you kind of have to because that's how you get your clientele to come into the club or like when you're traveling. I I hate to say like you build a fan base, but it's kind of like you do build a fan base. Like Mm -hmm. it's shocking now to see people that's like, I have never met. Like I've never met these people before. And I'll be like working in Cleveland and they'll like come into the club and be so excited to see me. Yeah. I'm like, what like little old me like that's amazing like yes muffin gang gang (laughs) she says i love it i love it so that means that social media has changed for the better for um sex workers all around because now we can just promote Um, i'll say both both it's a double-edged sword because then you have platforms like instagram 
who are putting these laws in a place that actually make it more difficult Mm -hmm. for us to promote our businesses as independent contractors. Like granted, we work at a club, but we're independent contractors. So realistically it's our promotion that brings people into the club to come and see us. And Instagram is making it a little hard for us. Like, come on now. Yeah. I mean, granted, I know I'm not a Victoria's Secret model, but it ain't nothing wrong to see everybody in a bra and panties. You let them ads go on. So yeah. why are you stopping a little business or or an independent contractor that's doing the exact same thing? Mm-hmm. Um, let's be real. Go ahead and give everybody some ads on their page. So then you're making money off of everybody. So then you have nothing to complain about. Yes. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Cause uh-huh. me and Kim Kardashian ain't doing nothing different. <laughs> like not to compare myself to like somebody of that, like not saying that I'm like up there with Kim Kardashian, but I'm just saying all around what she yeah. posts to promote her skims or her makeup line or her fragrance line. Is not any different than like <clears throat> what we as exotic dancers or sex workers or Whoever is posting to promote our business, our OnlyFans, things that help put money in our pocket so we can survive. It's no different. It's literally no different. So make it fair across the board or mm-hmm. take the board off the table. Yes. I like that saying. That's good. That was good. I just made that one up, girl. I, I loved it. Right off that one down. <laughs> off the dome. It just came uh, to Good. Um, where have you worked? Did you work in your hometown, Ohio, or did you leave that state and work somewhere else? And what are your favorite Um, clubs? Okay. So I'm going to age myself. I know I come off like youthful and, you know, shitting sunshine and rainbows around (laughs) here, but I've been in this industry for over a decade. Um, I've worked, I started working in Canton, Ohio, which is like, 20 minutes from my hometown. Um, I started working at the Christie's out there. Shout out to that club because it really, it really opened my eyes to, it kind of started to mold me into the dancer that I am today. Like they had setups to where you couldn't dance to like two R&B songs together or two rap songs together. So I got into the mode of like dipping and dabbling in other genres of music on stage mm-hmm. too. So I started dancing there. I did dance in Akron. Um, the club that I worked at was called Mars. It used to be Platinum Horse. Now it's a completely different name. The house mom there legit came to the club I was working at in Canton to recruit me shout out Rachel like that's my woman like she my homie like we've been friends for so long now like holidays like we built a real relationship off of her coming to recruit me and then I worked in Cleveland at the Hustler Club there That's the one that I'm normally at when I work in Cleveland. Um, I've worked at Tops and Bottoms in Cleveland. I've worked in Columbus. Wow. Like, I've worked a little bit of everywhere in Ohio, but in doing competitions, I've also been to West Virginia, um, Philly, Florida, Mm. Arizona. Yeah, tell us about those competitions you've been doing. Huh? Tell us about those competitions you've been doing. Um, okay. So 
I used to do, there used to be a competition called Miss Pole Champ USA. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what happened to that competition. It just kind of disappeared. But um, it used to be ran by Nikita Cash. And it was a way for them to groom showgirl entertainers into their featuring agency, which I thought was dope. Um, Yeah. So I've done, I did those competitions a little bit of everywhere, like every state, every region. That's actually the competition that I've ranked nationally in back in like 2013. Yeah. Like I stopped competing in 2014. Um, I've done, Miss Nude Ohio twice. I've won that twice. Yes. Um, I've won Cleveland Pole Princess, which is a deja vu competition. I've won that twice. I've done Sensational Features Star Search, and I got second runner-up, best butt, best pole performance. I did that in 2014, and that was the last competition that I did. It was a three-day competition, and baby. <laughs> hey, but you know I you're got good. cold you know you're brew good. right now, but the tea is hot. Okay, uh, that's awesome though. Winning Miss Nude Ohio twice, fuck, that's an accomplishment. Oh yeah, like Hustler is that's my home club. A lot of it's changed over the years, but that's my home club back in Cleveland. They've given me the information to like enter into these competitions the space to like record entry videos for these competitions and like basically they kind of really gave me a huge opportunity to like compete do feature shows perfect my craft if that makes sense like yeah yeah, I could do they would let me do whatever feature show I wanted to if I wanted to pour candle wax on my body they would let me pour candle wax on my body like I like doing those feature shows I just hate the competition aspect yeah yeah, it gets it gets pretty feisty. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually pretty done with the competitions myself. It's, ugh. it's just it's stressful. Don't you find it? Like um yes, it's stressful, but I don't like the politics behind it. If oh, that makes sure. sense. That too. Like, of course, of course it does. <laughs> I've made some great friends on the competition circuit and in the feature circuit, like some really good friends, Lacey Rain, uh, Christina Gucci here in the U.S. Ooh, I love her. Yeah. Girl, I love yeah. Christina Gucci. Like, I got tongue-tied when I met her. I I competed I against came her. came out with that Mortal Kombat shit. Girl, I competed <laughs> against her. Yes, she did that one. I competed against her in nationals for Miss Pole Champ USA in 2013. And like... That was my first time meeting her. I got tongue tied. Yeah. I like walked up to her like, "Hi, I'm, uh, uh, yes. I'm so excited to meet you." Like <laughs> Expo, but she's like the sweetest, the sweetest person I've met, and like she has so much wisdom and advice mm-hmm. to give. Like she got me through that last competition. Like her oh. words and what she told me got me through that last competition, and really. What'd she tell you? What'd really helped me elevate. Okay, so here's a little bit of tidbit. I was getting ready to go do Sensational Feature Star Search. It's a three-day competition. It was held in Battle Creek, Michigan. And 
I was like nervous because you win this, you go on tour. They put you on a 10 city tour off of this star search. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, I got this costume. This music is edited. These are my three days. These are the three sets that I'm doing for the competition. This is my prop. You know, everything is lined up. I've been prepping for this. I put in work for this three day competition. Mm. She was featuring at the Christie's in Cleveland and I hit her up, picked her up. We went and got pho. I think that's how you say it, right? Pho? Yeah, pho. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry if I mispronounce it, but we went and got pho. That was my first time getting pho. And yeah, she just told me, she was like, honestly, you have to draw inspiration for dancing on stage from things that have absolutely nothing to do with being a stripper. Hmm. You can't go in and have this mindset of, this is what stripping is. This is how it's supposed to look. You gotta draw inspiration from other genres. Salsa, bachata, merengue. Yes. Majorette, like anything that inspires you, you figure out a way to create it into something more and after she told me that it was just like okay like it clicked like Mm -hmm. everything that I was doing in competitions before plus her words of telling me like look draw inspiration from something that's not Mm stripper-esque like don't worry about like how seductive this is supposed to be look at how this looks overall and tie it in together to create your own style your own flow and it clicked and once it clicked I was like okay and now I just live in the moments like Mm -hmm. I don't think about what I'm doing I don't think about how a routine is supposed to go unless it's something I need to create a routine for but all routines and choreography starts off as a freestyle. Yes. So I've learned to like live more in those freestyle moments. Mm-hmm. So when I think of a show now, I think of like my music. So here's what my breakdowns are. I know I want to hit this move on this, this move on that. I want to do this to flow to this. Yeah. And then after that, like once I hit my specific things that I know I want to hit, yeah. Everything else is a freestyle. So now I'm living in the moment with a slight bit of choreography. Yeah, slight so bit. So then it takes <laughs> that it takes that competitive anxiety off and you just get to live in that moment. Mm-hmm. And then it it pour, comes across on stage because you're doing something that like you're happy in doing. Mm-hmm. So now as a house dancer I just keep that same energy. I still go on stage in my mind. I'm like, okay, let's turn it up. Give me some lights. Give me this song. Let me, I know the song because I listen to the music that I'm dancing to on stage anyway. So I know the song. I know where I want to hit my pole tricks at, what breakdowns I want to hit. But other than that, I'm just up here. Eyes closed. I just smoked me a fatty, took me a couple shots. I'm just living <laughs> in the moment and having fun. Like, yes. like uh, it's a job. Take it seriously, but not so serious. 
You yeah. still got to be the life of the party. You still got to. Yes. I love that quote too. Yeah. Oh, yes. You're just dropping down the knowledge today. Awesome. Right. <laughs> My favorite quote is not be the life of the party. It's what do you bring to the party? Mm-hmm. Realistically, absolutely nobody cares about your sad stories. That's mm-hmm. just being honest. Nobody cares about your sad stories. They only care about what the fuck you bring to the party. Yeah. Did you bring some ice? Did you bring some guac? What? what you bring to the party? So as a dancer, the club, that's the party. What do you bring to the party? What's your contribution to this energy in this room? Yeah. How are people receptive of you? Sometimes my only contribution may be my energy off the of stage. So... You got to bring what you bring to the party. You can change the energy around. If ain't nobody spending, you got to bring something to the fucking party. The <laughs> energy around. What do you bring to the party? Love it. I love it. Um, I was going through your Instagram as usual. And <laughs> I love your hashtag. I believe my own hype. I love that. Uh, what does that mean to you? you? What's the message behind that? <laughs> okay. So... When I competed for nationals in 2013, I was at the Exotica Expo. I was there by myself. I didn't have any friends there, any family. It's a room full of people that I don't know. Hmm. I didn't know anyone there. I had just met Christina Aguchi. I know the lady running the competition, Nikita Cash, but I didn't know anybody else there. Oh, a couple of competitors, Ryan Ashley, Veda Kiss, RIP Veda Kiss. Veda, wow. Yes, that's wow. that was my homie. I miss her dearly. Okay. Like she's the one that taught me how to do like yeah. deadlift handstands up against the pole and stuff yeah. like that. I met her only once, but she was a gem. Um, did you meet her at um Oh, what was it was a competition in Canada. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I remember. I remember yeah. she was going up there to compete. Yeah. See, that's my homie. I loved her. I loved her. <laughs> but it was a few competitors there that I knew. But other than that, I'm really there by myself. And not only that, you know, when you're the token black girl competing, it gets yes. a little awkward. So mm-hmm. uh, it's like I, all of that is going for me. And I'm like, okay, okay, nerves are up there. I did not have a good competition day. I fell out of a couple of tricks and like the crowd was just crickets, crickets, Mm. crickets. And of course I'm devastated because I didn't do as good as I wanted to do. Thankfully, I still placed ace out of the top 10, but it's not as good for me personally as I wanted to do. So after that, it was just kind of like sometimes you may not have a cheerleader there, but you got to mm. believe your own hype. You got to believe your own hype before anybody else. will. Like, yes. if you don't believe your own hype and what you're capable of doing, how is anybody else going to believe it, too? So I kept saying, like, OK, I got to believe my hype. Went back home to my um home club, talked to the manager asked them about doing more like feature shows so that way I could get like my shows up, things like that. Blessed that they allow for me to have the opportunity to do that, to perfect my craft. And I just kept believing my own hype, kept believing my own hype. And it was times where I would have like shows in Cleveland and like some of my friends wouldn't come and support me. And it's just like, okay, that's cool. 
I believe my hype, somebody else is. Somebody is going to see what I'm capable of doing as long as I keep believing in what I'm capable of doing. So I just keep that going with me. Like, believe your own hype. Believe your own hype. You got to be your own cheerleader. Believe your own hype. Believe your own hype. And now it's just shocking to have like so many people that like don't know me in different countries, Australia, Canada, that like believes my hype because I kept believing my own hype. I know in my mind what I'm capable of doing. I may not be there yet, but I know in my mind what I'm capable of doing and what I'm working towards. So as long as I keep believing my hype, you're going to get the cheerleaders in the back. You stay focused on your hype, the cheerleaders are going to come because you're staying in your it's staying in your lane realistically. Mm-hmm. As long as you believe your hype and stay in your lane and focus on what you're doing, other people will see. And then they'll believe your hype too. But in doing that, you can't look back on people like, mm, mm, nah. No, you got to hype them up too because you don't know if they got a cheerleader behind them that's hyping oh, them. I love it. So not only in believing your own hype, but feeding it back to the next person because yeah like just as much as they're hyping you up they may need to be hyped up too which is why I kind of keep my page like real positive energy like no you you gorgeous girl like I don't care if we ain't friends if you having a bad day I'm a I'm a I'm gonna say something that I feel is gonna make you happy you know what I'm saying like Mm no girl you good you gorgeous don't let that get to you like fuck him fuck that bitch no you capable of doing this you're capable of it because some people don't have a cheerleader behind them and as much as somebody else cheered me on let me cheer you on too girl we good it's enough it's enough money in this room for everybody yeah it's enough it's enough clout if somebody want to chase it for everybody it's enough you know what i'm saying like you're capable of doing whatever you put your mind to it's enough for everyone in this world, as long as you just stay focused and believe your own hype, who cares who don't believe it? You either on team Shayla or you not. <laughs> and if you ain't, that's cool. That's yep. cool. Because <laughs> it's enough people that are for me. So mm-hmm. we're going to stay over here with us and keep our party going because everybody over here brings something to the party yes nice bring back that shit around love it (laughs) everybody that's over here is bringing something to the party if you're not trying to contribute and keep water in this garden that we got going (laughs) over here as a unit then baby hey from outside the club yeah what was um, performing on those concert stages? The artist I saw was what I have it written down here. Big Knit. I don't know who that is. Oh no, Big Crit. Oh. Big Crit. Big Knit. I spelt it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Shout out Big Crit. Shout out Dutch. Shout out Portia. That entire team. That was like my first time doing a concert performance. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Like I want to do more. I definitely want to do more. I feel like that's where I belong. You were cooler on that stage. It was good, especially that end part where he was singing to you. And I was like, oh, he's getting close. You were getting fire. Yeah. It was just, it was an all around great experience. Like I legit loved that experience. His entire team, 
made me feel comfortable. Portia, that's she my homie. We may not talk all the time. We may not be like legit friends, but bitch, you my friend. <laughs> go friend, go friend. Yeah. Because in that day, like literally in that one day that we like knew each other for that moment, it was just like, yeah, I love this song. I love this song too. Like, yes. Like yeah. we just vibed up for yeah. a moment. And like, she made me feel comfortable and eased my nerves when I went on stage and like, it was a good vibe. His entire team just has positive energy and him being an independent artist, he's really doing a lot of stuff on his own without any backing and to see his fan base, like backing him and supporting him and even cheering me on. And the fact that it was people there that follow me on Instagram and they're like, yes, stripper out. Believe my own hype. Like killer Shayla. Like I was just like, this is lit. This is so lit. Like, I see why people say, like, like artists, music artists say being on stage is better than any drug because of the Mm -hmm. adrenaline. Yeah. Like, the adrenaline that you get from the energy of the people that's, like, singing your songs and, like, screaming for you. Like, y'all don't even know me, but y'all cheering me on, too. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Let me give you a hair whip here. Give you a lift there. Like I legit love the energy. I really want to do more. Like I feel like that's like my niche. Yeah. I feel like live performances are my niche. I like it. I love it. That's my favorite thing. It was my favorite thing to do. Like outside of the music video I did with Cortland Jabray, the live performance with Bit Crit. Amazing. 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 Hey, Crit, hit me up if you need another pole dancer. (laughs) Me me and my dog, we'd be on the road anyway. We can travel. (laughs) Let me know. Let me know. I'm here. You have a dog that you travel with? Yes, a small dog. I put her up right now because she's like a... She's a lap dog. Like, she'll be all up here in the mix trying to be interviewed. It's it's about her now. (laughs) Yeah, like... That's how she is. She's so it. cute. Yeah, that's my road dog, literally. Oh, man. Okay, so I wanted to ask you, with everything that's happened with the Black Lives Movement that's going on, still going on, how have recent events changed how you work with others in the industry? Um. Okay, so as much as it is going to sound funny, I've never had to experience too many racial issues, Mm -hmm. especially being a woman of color that typically works in white strip clubs. Like I've personally never had a racial issue with like managers, dancers. It's more so customers that create some of the tension, Mm -hmm. but even then I'm just like, well, you paying to see pussy. So I guess, your opinion really don't matter you know yeah. like I think of like that like well you down bad because you're paying to come in here so mm-hmm. that much isn't an issue but I think the bigger picture of it for me that's like a positive thing is seeing more women of color in white strip clubs mm-hmm. because no shade to no clubs or anything like that but back in the day there was a thing where like if there was too many black women working at a white strip club, they wouldn't hire more black women. Mm -hmm. So now 
sometimes you go you go into what you think may be a white gentleman's club and it's more black women working than white women. And I'm like, yes, hunty. And they're yeah. in there dancing to like rock. And I'm like, yes, girl, let them know. Let them know you're <laughs> capable of killing it in any club that you go to because it puts a cap on what they think. Mm-hmm. Black women is capable of drawing in in white gentlemen's clubs as opposed to like urban strip clubs. But then you have the white guys that go to urban strip clubs too. So it's just, it's a double-edged sword. I'll say that being a woman of color in white strip clubs, especially during this time. Okay. Because... You get like, and I work in like Nashville. Hello, I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Country music capital, USA. So it's a lot of Southern white people here. There's the rednecks. And I don't mean any of this in like a discriminatory way. Let's just make sure that I'm clear, but it's the best way that I could describe like the different types of people that are already here in Nashville. Like Mm -hmm. you have those wealthy white men and wealthy men of color. And then you have the not so wealthy white men and the not so wealthy men of color that, and they all come into the strip clubs equally. And it's kind of like, okay, sometimes the wealthy white man would, they gonna look at us like, look at the black women like, no, thank you. But then go in the back with like, you know, somebody that's maybe not so much up to par with their look and their upkeep as a woman of color. But then you have the people who ain't doing so hot financially and they're going to be like, okay, come on, let's go do these dances. It's just, it's a weird time. It's just, it's literally just a weird time for me. It's kind of hard to pinpoint how it is because I've never really experienced those issues to begin with for me to really say like how they've changed. Only thing I would say is a positive is seeing more women of color in white strip clubs. Cause that was a huge, that was a huge thing for me. Like back in the day, like it only being like four or five black women in the strip club. Yeah. Like what? White men like black (laughs) women too. (laughs) <laughs> black guys coming here too Mexican guys coming here too you know like hire more women of color hire more Latinas but it's it was just like that whole they don't want those clients coming yep. into the strip club exactly but, what we got yeah <clears throat> we got all the time yeah it's like what do you mean by those clients because just as rowdy as you think black people get white people get too let let their sports team win. Let their sports team win, and it's a whole what happens? riot out <laughs> in the streets. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, it's that's a fact. I think that just happened this year with the Canadian Montreal Canadians, and they riot the streets in Quebec. Montreal. Yeah, and it's like, oh, but you <laughs> like white strip clubs with all these like dress codes in place and music bands in place to try and keep a certain demographic out but it's like uh hello grandpa john over there 
is singing all the words to these this Cardi B song. <laughs> <laughs> but you worried about the black people that's coming in here. Like, what? <laughs> oh, so funny. Come on now. So you mentioned that you never experienced racism in the clubs. Well, you not saying never, but not all the time. Um, what about growing up? Was it hard, easy growing up in America as black? For me, I lived in like a predominantly black area of Akron. Mm. And um, yeah, I don't know. I was just around like my people although yeah. my neighborhood was still very diverse my next door neighbor was a white family and that was my best friend Todd was my best friend we grew up together literally as neighbors his mom and my mom grew up together his grandmother and my grandmother were real close friends they would sit outside and talk all the time so like I, I think for me because my grandmother had a diverse group of friends and my mom had a diverse group of friends I didn't really experience it mm-hmm. so it's it's crappy to say but like I mean it's not crappy to say but as a black woman it's like I've never really experienced like to my face racism like maybe some passive aggressiveness and then I just like okay I see who you are and I don't just don't fuck with you. Yeah, but those people around you to tell you. you know. Yeah, like, and it's not even necessarily somebody that'll tell me. It's about somebody's actions and how they, what they say when they think like nobody's really paying them attention. And like, it may not be like a blatant racist statement, but it'll, like, it has that underlying racism mm-hmm. to it. And I'm just like, oh, okay, girl, I see you. Mm-hmm. I see you. I just know not to talk to you. I know you ain't you ain't part of this circle like you can't sit with us type of stuff like that's like I'm a friendly person but yeah girl mm-hmm. I love it <laughs> and I, gonna... I brought that question up just because I know the way I've grown up was predominantly in, in white neighborhoods so I never really got to experience that community to be surrounded by so it's nice to hear that you've got that uh, tribe <laughs> oh yeah grew like, up with that tribe and were able to like learn how to stand up for yourself and your family so yeah oh yeah no my grandmother she didn't play she was a teacher <laughs> my grandpa my grandpa was a sheriff he also worked at Chrysler like he retired from Chrysler but and he grew up in the south in Mississippi so my grandparents ain't play so I don't play I love it like <laughs> it, that's you pitching a tent here? Okay, we finna have a circus. If you, if you keep it cute and classy, I'm gonna keep it cute and classy. But I just I just know how to take you, girl. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I see, like, I see you. But just like you ain't making it blatant, I ain't, I ain't, finna, I ain't finna dog your life out in front of everybody. <laughs> but I see you. And then when people see how, you know, you are, you've treated somebody and how you act towards them, then they start to look at that person like, wait, why is, why is she, why is she doing that to you? And then they see it. And then, so then it goes on from there and there. So you don't even got to say nothing. People will show you who they are through their own actions. I let people hang themselves with their rope. Like, (laughs) yeah, I'm blessed and highly favored. (laughs) 
I'm blessed and highly favored. Long as you don't pitch the tent, we don't got to have a circus. <laughs> Long as you don't pitch it. Oh, keep, them, keep them nails up off the ground. We good. Oh, I want to know what your training regimen is like. How are you so strong and flexible and you're vegan? Is that true? No. Oh, girl. No, I am not. Okay. No. I thought no, I saw okay. something about there being vegan. I'm like, how does she survive? <laughs> no. Okay. I, first off, I eat like crap. I'll be honest. <laughs> I eat like crap, but I try, and balance my, <laughs> yeah, I try and balance my crap eating with some healthy eating. So like if I'm on the road and stuff like that, of course I'm eating like fast food. We eating some Southern stuff. Like we in the mm. South. Okay. Let's find mm-hmm. like the soul food restaurants. Mm-hmm. Like we, we smashing cornbread dressing, oh. mac and cheese, spicy collards. I don't like, have any of that food in Alberta. Girl, <laughs> get your life. I just need to go home. <laughs> Mom, girl, oh, no. <laughs> you got to cook it then. You got to cook it. You got to go get some yams and whip it up. That mac and cheese <laughs> with the brown top over it. Mm. So good. So I eat like crap. But I try and balance it out with like some healthy eating. So like if I'm home for a time period, I'll eat, I'll go to the grocery store and get like salmon and rice and veggies. So I try and balance out the crap that I'm eating with some healthy meals too. I think like everything is good in like moderation. So, and I love cakes and pies. Yeah. Like who don't who don't want no cake? <laughs> if, you don't, if you say you don't eat dessert, I can't trust you. Like how you don't like sweets? Like hello. Oh, and honestly, I have no idea how I got flexible or strong because I don't work out. I don't stretch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy to say, but I legit do not stretch. I don't stretch. I li- over time, I've allowed my body to tell me what it wants, like what it's capable of doing. Like those shoulder stands and chin stands you see me doing now. Yeah, yeah I was trying, I tried that for the first time. When did Dance Moms come out? Ooh, I don't know, 2014? No, it was before that. Mm. I want to say maybe like 2011, 2012. Anywho, I had tried to do chin stands and shoulder stands back in 2012 when Dance Moms came out because I was liking all the acro tricks. Yeah. And I couldn't do it then. So I still didn't stretch. I still didn't train them. I just, over time, just let my body tell me what it's ready to do. Yeah. I wish I was like disciplined enough to stretch. I don't even know how to stretch. Ugh. I'm gonna be honest. I could not tell so you how to stretch. I can't. I couldn't tell you how to stretch. I couldn't tell you like where your knee is supposed to be at in a lunge. Like uh, my knee will be over my ankle if I tried to stretch, and I know it's not supposed to, but I legit don't stretch. Yeah. Uh, geez. Well, for those of you who don't know, if you watch her videos on Instagram, don't be this. like me. <laughs> don't be like, she does stretch. this move for her leg and she's upside on the pole and she's got it like up here, the bird of paradise. And I tried doing that. My shoulder will not do that. It will not go that way. So, but I just mm-hmm. watch your videos and all like, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. <laughs> and 
honestly, my mind will break down a portrait. Mm-hmm. So I can, I watched a Lacia Austin's video on the bird of paradise for like two months. And I just kept looking at all of her contact points on the video. Mm-hmm. And then I started picturing myself doing it in my mind. And one mm-hmm. night I was at Hustler in Cleveland and it was slow and it was a little side stage by the front bar. And I was like, I'm going to just try this. Record me in case I get this trick. Yeah. <laughs> and you let it. Yeah, I ended up doing it. And I was like, OK, OK. So then that's. That's literally how I learned how to do tricks is watch and learn and then record and watch and watch and watch. Mm. Then break it down in my mind, me doing it exactly like what points of contacts I need. How does my body need to tilt for me to get into this position? Mm. Like I literally visualize myself doing the trick over and over and over and over again. So then by the time I'm actually ready to try it, I got the mechanics in my mind of where I need to go. Yeah. Sometimes I'll hit a trick for the first time when I'm just on stage, like doing a normal stage set. I never tried this trick before. I just saw a video on it. Let me see if I can do it. And boom, there it is. And I'm like, (laughs) I have no idea how I am capable of doing the things that I do. Trust me, if I could figure out how to do what it is that I do on stage, mm-hmm. I would definitely upload videos, like tutorials on how oh, to do yeah. the things that I do. And it's hard, like I can't tell somebody how to get as flexible as me or do a chin stand or do a shoulder stand because I don't even know how I got to that point. I don't mm-hmm. know what I did with my body before I realized that I could like rotate over and like stand on my shoulder. Yeah. like. Or on my chin, like, I don't know how I got to that point. I was literally probably blunted as fuck on stage and was like, hmm, I feel like I can do this. (laughs) Now I don't, sometimes I don't care. If it's a slow night, I don't care if I fall. Like, especially if it's a floor work move, what, I'm just going to roll over on the stage. Okay, just turn it into something that you know you can do. Yeah. So I just be trying it. Awesome. If it don't go, it don't go. If it go, great. Great. Like, tell me the tiger. Okay. All right. Other than that, like, I just don't know. I don't know. And I wish I knew because I really, like, my muffin gang gang be wanting to know. Like, how do you do this? How do you do that? You call them all the muffins. I love that. Yes. I love, I love my muffins. I love my muffins. Like, they're like, amazing on my bad days when I'm having down days they're like girl you good like they're a great support it's like a village without knowing a lot of them so it's like (laughs) it's dope like I love I love my muffins muffin gang gang I love y'all get your notepads handy it's time for some sex worker advice what would be the theme song of your life K. Michelle, got him like damn. Well, the song is called "Got Him Like." Yeah, got him like. What's what's it sound yeah. like? Um, <laughs> it's like got him like damn, damn. Yeah, got the whole class screaming damn. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like I sh- I like to shock people. I'm a Capricorn. I'm like, okay, it's time to turn up. No matter what, if I'm just out in public, 
I kind of put on a show still, even if I'm not at work. Like, I'm just confidently me. And people are like, damn. Yeah. You know? Or like, like, damn. uh, Damn. Yeah. Damn by Janet Jackson. Like, yeah, both of those songs. Play them back to back. They're the theme songs of my life. Um, what has been your favorite memory this year? Ooh, my favorite memory this year? <laughs> okay, because, yeah. okay, this year, like 2020 or, or no, I mean, not 20... COVID year. So <laughs> 2021 till now. Okay, so January. We only had like a bit of winter and, and spring and some summer. Okay, so I think, like, my favorite thing about this year so far has just been traveling. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm hitting more clubs. Like, I've branched off from, like, white gentlemen's clubs to going to, like, more urban throw strip clubs, which Mm -hmm. is a completely different hustle. But I've branched off, and I'm, like, trying new things. I'm going new places. I'm loving traveling. Like, I like being on the road. I like experiencing different strip clubs, experiencing different stripper styles. Mm-hmm. Cause you never really realize how a st- like certain strip club areas just got a certain style to them on their own. Mm-hmm. So I like seeing all of that and, you know, taking this from here, this from there, picking yeah. up this yeah. little trick, you know, and then also making my mark on those areas too. So I like that. I've been liking that aspect of it, meeting new people, new vibes. Like I've been enjoying that about this year. That's been my favorite part of the year so far. Awesome. Awesome. <clears throat> um, who is your celebrity hero and why? Ooh. Cicely Tyson. Mm. I've loved her since I was a little girl. And she's my favorite because she's always portrayed strong Black women. Okay. And as a Black woman myself, coming from a line of Black women who are also strong in their own right, it's like, Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can be strong just because I'm going through this right now. Doesn't mean that that's where I'm always going to be. Her, definitely Viola Davis. Like, yeah, I like to, I like to see like strong black women, especially celebrities that are like known in the industry. Like they've worked their way up. They've paid their due just, and you need to put some respect on their name. Like, yes. Let them know. Let them yeah. freaking know, okay? <laughs> let them know, okay? Just like let them know they need to respect you like they do in winter. Like let them know. <laughs> like I like and that. Final question. If you had a superpower, what would it be and why? Um If I had a superpower, what would it be and why? I would like to be able to read people's minds. But I would like to be able to control it so I can do it when I want to. Like, when I'm at work. Where he gets, like, hit with so many minds all over the world. You want to be able to... Yeah, like, yeah, no, I want to be able to, like, pinpoint it and, like, read one person's mind in particular that I want to read at that moment. Like, ah, it will come uh, in handy when I'm at work. 
it would be in it would come in real handy when I'm at work because now I can give you your fantasy without really trying to figure out what it is. So now I can get to your wallet. Okay. Like, I know what, what you, you like. want me to be. Uh-huh. What you like? Okay, I know what you like. Yeah. Uh, let me just go ahead and choke you now. <laughs> Give me your money. Yeah, I know that's what you I like. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I would love to read mine. Oh, like it. Oh, fuck, that's good. It's time for some rapid fire Q and A. Let's begin the four for one. Okay, first, my first tip to everyone and I told this to a girl when she started dancing here and she's legit been so thankful for like my advice before she started dancing so my first tip to her especially like baby strippers like baby dancers and I know it may come off real crazy to some people but do not drink your first night dancing if you could do it don't drink your first week dancing because if you can do this job without having to have a drink or a, like Coke, none of that to take your mind out of where you are, then you'll be able to do this job no matter what. Hmm. Like if you have to alter your mind to do this job to start with, then it really ain't the job for you. Cause you got to have strong skin and you're going to be happy to be able to focus on like making your money, where your money is at, where you're putting your money, how people are approaching you, what's going on in the room. Cause it's been plenty of times you just seen somebody drunk in the club or coked out in the club or drugged out in the club and they done lost all their money walking around that club. Like my, but that is my best advice is to, do this job the first day, the first week, sober. Because if you can do it sober, you can do it no matter what. No matter what situation you're in, you'll be able to handle this environment. Because this a the strip club is a, a mean environment. Like, I have seen some people lose themselves in the strip club. Like, become alcoholics, become druggies, like, <laughs> the strip club is, is a mean piece. Yeah. yeah, like <clears throat> that's the best advice I could give somebody because now you focus. You focused on what you say to these customers. You focused on how much money you're getting out of these customers. Like you real focused on your on your hustle. You can't be a can't be a dope boy and smoke the dope. Like yeah. no, you gotta be focused. You gotta yeah. be focused. So first advice, first tips, do this, do this job, do your audition sober if you can. Um, and eyes and teeth, make eye contact with customers, smile at customers, crack jokes. Like you gotta, you gotta show personality. You could be the most gorgeous looking crayon in the box, but if you don't got a personality, baby, you ain't gonna go nowhere. You could be the best dancer. You could have the best moves. But if you don't have a personality and be able to connect with these customers, no way, Jose. And eye contact is a great way to make an initial connection with customers. Mm-hmm. You get to see who interested in you in a room. You walk around and you look at somebody and they make eye contact with you. Bat them eyes and walk up to them. <laughs> What's up, honey? 
<laughs> and if you ain't a talker, you gotta have some good sales lines because I don't like to talk, but I got some good sales lines. Like I'm a quick seller. You catch me at between midnight and close. Oh, those is my hours because <laughs> I'm a seller. I don't like to have long conversations. I get bored easily. So power hour is my, <laughs> that's my time. Because I'm coming up to you like, yeah, what's up? I seen you, see me, see you watching me. So <laughs> you want to come and get Cirque du Soleil on your dick? <laughs> you trying oh. to come in the back and let me put my legs <laughs> behind your head like for real i do all say all of that stuff like those is my sales lines but at the same time you gotta give good dance too you can't say you want to get cert for real. you can't be like you want to get cert just so lay on your dick and give a basic ass lap dance because now girl what where's the circus you gotta, you gotta, you still gotta perform back there in them dances, cause mm. your club dances may be forty dollars base, but I'll be trying to get them extra tips. So, <laughs> like for real though, yes, yes. So that I give a good dance that way. After however many songs you get, it's a hundred and twenty plus a tip, cause you know I just killed that shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's Bat them eyes, smile like. For real, I don't like to talk, but I got good. I got good quick sales, and if talking is your thing, get them into the VIP rooms. I get people in VIP rooms off of lap dances. I'll give a good dance, and then now I'm like, so you want to come and get this VIP room? Like while I'm dancing on them, like you gotta, you gotta perfect your hustle. Everybody, what worked for one ain't gonna work for everybody. You gotta right? find your niche, mm -hmm. like. Find your niche. I know I'm not a great talker unless I'm like in a real good mood and it's something I really like to converse about. I am not a good talker. Like I like quick sales. I like to get to it. I don't like to waste my, I don't like to waste an hour with a customer to maybe get a VIP room. Like, no, I want them like this. <laughs> I like to move like this. I like to keep going because it makes the time go quicker. So I try and do quick sales, but find your niche give them them eyes and teeth mm -hmm. mm. if you on stage eye contact really help yeah it could be somebody in the back of the freaking club if you make eye contact with that person in the back of the room they either gonna come up to the stage and tip you or when you get off stage you go over to that person they're gonna buy the dance or they're gonna buy the vip room from you eye contact on stage is where you build some connections at and Guys are simple. They're turned on by visuals. They're visually turned on. So if you're doing something sexy and you're giving them them eyes with them lashes, mm, 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 they're going to get turned on anyway. And there's your fucking money. Yeah. There you go. Like oh. eyes and teeth, eyes and teeth. Build those connections. Those distant nonverbal connections help with your sales. I'm telling you. Eyes and teeth. Eyes and teeth. Fuck yeah. I love it. And um, here's here's some more free game. Oh. I literally just told my friend this recently. So we me and my friend was traveling, and I'm like, no, we gotta go on stage because this job is sales, right? Being a dancer is sales. You gotta think about it in that way. However, stage is your infomercial. Mm -hmm. 
That is your chance to show everybody in the room what you are working with. Okay. Stage is your Cindy Crawford meaningful beauty moment. Okay. Y'all know them commercials are on all the time. Stage is your infomercial. And then lap dances, them is your direct sales. Oh, God, that's so good analogy. I love that. I like, <laughs> lap dances and VIP rooms are your direct sales. So if some girl is like, I make more money not going on stage, watch how they may be better with direct sales, but never miss an opportunity to put your infomercial out. Your infomercial is how you appeal to everyone in the room. So, and especially like if you're a performer, that is really your time to put your infomercial out. So then people are seeing what you're doing. So when you get off stage, it's like, yeah, you ready for this sale? You know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't see my infomercial. You didn't see me up on the pole with my leg behind my head. You didn't see what I'm capable of. You see I'm limber. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm a stallion, but I move like a gazelle. You're trying to come and play. I'm trying to come and take this stallion out the stable. You know, like, now you got your direct sales because you didn't put your infomercial out. And you're more inclined to make sales because mm -hmm. your infomercial then went across the room now. I absolutely love that. Tell us where everyone can find you. You're freaking hilarious. You have the best advice. Your page is dope. Tell us where we can find you. If you got an OnlyFans, YouTube page, Instagram, drop it. Um, okay, so I have Instagram and YouTube right now. Both are Shayla underscore no underscore Y. And you spell Shayla without the Y, literally. S-H-A-L-A -A underscore no underscore Y. So you can find me on Instagram and YouTube. Um, I'm working on getting some more YouTube content taken care of, some travel vlogs, things like that. Um, I got some content coming out for you, muffins. I'm working on some merch for you, muffins. So be on the lookout for that stuff. I'm working on a lot of things this year and I'm like really excited for it. I just appreciate all the love and the support from you guys. Like yeah. you're amazing. Onyx, you're freaking amazing. Oh, baby you're amazing. Girl. I appreciate you so much for doing this. Girl, no, <laughs> I am honored to be here. Like truly honored. You have no idea. Like just like it's you're a fan of mine. I'm a fan of you. Like, oh I'm a huge fan. Anytime I meet somebody from Canada, I'm like, do you know Onyx? Ah! Like, <laughs> I'm as much of a fan of you. Like, your firework, baby girl, you've got to teach me how to do that. Like, I want to oh, do that. Yeah, we trade. Too. We trade. Handstands <laughs> for all that. Yes. <laughs> I want yeah, to like, oh, I, I may need to try handstand. <laughs> girl, against I'm the wall, yes. Yeah, I can do it against the wall. I can dance up against the pole, but like freestanding, I'm still working on that. Like, oh, <laughs> I've been working. On, I've been saying uh, this. See, this is the thing. I've been saying I've been working on my freestanding handstands for like a while, and mm -hmm. I still don't got them because I don't work on them, girl. I don't <laughs> work out. I don't train. I just do. I, just I don't do. know. I just, just do. do. Just do the do. Yeah, like. <laughs> 
drink, drink you some Chobani cold brew and get uh, to it. Like, that's what I'm doing. Uh, oh, my gosh. Well, I just want to thank you again for having uh, me interview you. Thank you so much and to everyone who's listening. Just second reminder that this is a listener-funded podcast, so please, please donate some funds if you are enjoying Here this. Again. Love what you hear. Yes, a stripper podcast.com. Look for those buttons and donate. Yes, support the sex workers because y'all know y'all be coming into the strip clubs. Y'all need us. Support the sex workers while we're down right now. Y'all miss the entertainment. Uh (laughs) Support us while we're down so we can come back even harder. Like, Mm -hmm. sending your donations. (laughs) Stripper the fuck up. Stripper Uh up. Okay, stripper up for yes, a stripper. Mm -hmm. Period. Well, Shayla, this is bye for now. Yes, we have much, everyone. We'll see you next time. Yeah, (laughs) bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. This episode has been a production with Period Podcast Network. Find out more on Instagram at Period Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram too at Yes a Stripper Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Yes a Stripper Pod. Please like, subscribe, and rate Yes a Stripper Podcast here on YouTube. See you next week.